1: Hello, and welcome back to the U Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham.
2: And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on?
1: I'm great. Um, I'm excited because we just finished the recording of the end of this episode, which turned out great. We have your college ex-girlfriend on. I really enjoyed hearing about uh, dating you in college. So you guys should listen to the very end because um, it,
2: it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> One of the more surprising emails that I've ever gotten was... My college ex Ashley Bisman, who just wrote a book. She's like, I've written a book about dating in New York City. And I was like, fantastic. I have a podcast and she about was like, that. I would like." Lo- I was like, right, so let's uh let's get you on the show. And then when I, you know, I texted Jordana, I was like, What do you think? And she's like, you know, Jordana, you were like foaming at the mouth. She's like, I get to hear what Jared was like in college. Absolutely. So we're very excited about that. Um, So listen to the end of the show. A lot of fun with Ashley. Um, Also, if you haven't heard the trailer yet, we are doing a subscription model to the podcast. That's right. You can get extra podcast two extra podcasts a month you get ad free episodes and you get early releases of the UA up podcast for three dollars a month all you got to do is subscribe on apple so the apple podcast apps now has an option for a subscription so you can either keep things as you've had them with commercials and you get them on wednesday morning or you can sign up for three bucks a month and get extra podcasts and we already taped them. Jordana, the first episode was great. The first
1: episode is great. The second episode, which we also taped is also great. And I really think what we, what we have been doing with these, which I think is awesome is like these episodes, you get what you're used to. You get, um, you know, you guys submit your questions. We answer them. It's very much like a podcast about solving your dating problems. Um, you up with benefits is about solving each other's dating problems. Um, yes. You know, like, I think that's, and it's great. It's very personal. It's very intimate. Um, yeah. and I, I love that aspect of it.
2: I do too. I, the second episode, especially, I mean, to, to tease it a little bit, the second episode, we read through, you know, some of Jordana's old emails and that is what a, what a fun time that was. The first one we talked <laughs> about, kind of my, <laughs> what a fun time. Yeah. It was first when we talked <laughs> about my Heading back into the dating world, uh, it's just I, I think we're because I ha- I I have a subscription podcast of my own um, for my own stuff, and what I've noticed is it is super intimate. It is the audience knows you in a different way. It is super. It's way more freeing. So, all of you out there, if you want to, if you're looking for extra podcasts, if you're looking to kind of hear a different spin on this show with Jordana and I, get subscribed on. Apple podcasts. But if you don't want to do that, that's okay too. We're going to do the same great show. You're just going to have ads and it's going to come out on Wednesdays. Exactly.
1: And I think you guys are really going to love it. And you get a free seven day trial, I believe. So you can try it. See if you like it.
2: Decide from there. Give it a shot. So Jordan, do you have anything else going on at Betches?
1: That is most of it. Obviously, you guys heard Dylan on our podcast a few weeks ago. Check out Pop Alarm. Check out Morning Announcements for more real, real news. Um, what do you have going on, Jared?
2: I'm going to be doing shows this weekend in Nashville. This is a last-second booking. I'd love to have any of you come out. Bring the group chat. Bring your friends, your boyfriends, your sisters, your brothers, your mamas, your papas. Anyone who wants to have a good time, I will be in Nashville this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Go to JaredFree.com for Tickets and then I'm on the road: Red Bank, New Jersey, and Bridgeport, Connecticut. So those are two dates that are coming up: Red Bank, New Jersey; Bridgeport, Connecticut; Atlantic City; Richmond, New Jersey; Mohegan Sun; Magoobies in Baltimore; Magoobies. Chicago. <laughs> That's right. I have to it's say Japan's that. Favorite place. DC. I'm coming to DC, um, Austin, Boston, Dallas. So jaredfreed.com. Jaredfreed.com. Um, the Bachelorette is in full swing. I'm going to ask everyone here to go listen to me scream on Instagram at jaredfreed. And it's been a lot of fun. I I want people to watch these stories because I put a lot of work into it. And then I jump on YouTube right after doing after show. And then I'm a co-host of the bachelor podcast, which has been hitting its stride. I think we got a real good thing going on over there, too. So get involved with all the bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor stuff. Um, What are we talking about today?
1: Today, we are talking about maintaining momentum when you're it's like the summer is like we're back to plan season or not even season plans year. Um, after the break we had <laughs> it's IRL summer shit's happening IRL there's summer. a lot more excuses than there were six months ago when you couldn't really say you were going anywhere because everyone kn- knew you weren't going fucking anywhere
2: and <laughs> and also it feels like the excuses are more of a lie now yeah. like now <laughs> you know like now There's nothing, there's no excuse that could beat COVID because in the COVID cocktail, uh, in the COVID excuse cocktail, there was like disease, death, um, monetary stuff, economic. It had all the goods of a good excuse. Totally. Now you have no excuse. What are you doing tonight? No, nothing. I'm staying in. I don't want to go out with you. I don't want to go. It is just. It's it feels just more personal, right. doesn't it? it?
1: Totally does. And I have to say people are like some people I think are like still trying to use a covid excuse here and there and I don't think anyone sure. is having any of it. Those days are not are, buying it. are really fucking numbered. <laughs> um do you know what I mean? Have you I'm sure everyone has heard yeah. <laughs> someone talk shit about someone who's like and they you know they said oh, I'm done. they're vaccinated they said they would they're not eating unless it's outside and you're like
2: and that person's just railed it's, on. It, it's, <laughs> it. Listen, I I, I I, don't want to turn this into a different type of podcast, but I wrote this the other day on Instagram stories because I posted about like a grazing board. Like put out, someone put out a grazing table. You know, I'm the board lord, so I have to okay. have an opinion on this. Right. So they posted a grazing table and I made fun of the grazing table. And then I got a couple of messages being like, oh, a grazing table in a pandemic. And I'm like, don't no 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 no, no. we can't we we you're we're done with this we've listened to you for a year we're done okay we got it's you told us believe COVID in science <laughs> it, 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 we've gone over that that's already been debunked otherwise but also <laughs> the, the, the 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 idea that the same person who was like believe in science wear the mask is now like you're going to a grazing table it's like i got vaccinated right what, what's more science than that what's more believing than that so like what are we doing? You know, so it's like, and again, we're we're finding out who those people are who like living on Moral Mountain and aren't just allowed to live on Moral Mountain because before you could. I understand that. There, and again, this all involves context and nuance, and that's what people who want to make you be the bad guy hate. They hate nuance and context. So
1: exactly, it
2: is it it is annoying. I I'm with you. Oh, they won't eat outside. They won't eat outside. Okay, well, get out of my life. I, I'm done with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my new barometer for friends yeah. um, <laughs> and yeah, kind of, um, but yeah, I mean, to take this back to the question at hand, um, you know, plans it, now excuses are, there are more legitimate excuses. We are traveling again. We are seeing people again. Um, mm-hmm. And I think now there's more, now there's more questions when it comes to dating in, in those aspects.
2: Also, we're more aware of our time. That's another thing. Like, you have, like, we have come closer in touch with what a night means. Like, just by virtue of this year, we have, a, like, we just are, like, what it means to what, the, the time we used to waste getting to work. Like, there's friends of mine that are like, I'm never going back to work on a full schedule. And then they're like, look at all the stuff that I would do in between and how I'm more, you know, in touch with my time. So, again, what you just said too is, we have lived three lives in three years, two years, pre-pandemic, pandemic. Now we're in post-pandemic. That means changes. That means a whole new era of dating. Totally. So maybe the person that would have you know, gone on the date won't go out anymore. But maybe they're handling it differently now because excuses are just different. Totally. And I think that's
1: something we're going to have to keep a, a close eye on how that changes really the the dynamic of things. But let's get into this. He, this person's email. You're a dating central. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep a close monitor.
2: <laughs> Go for it. Jordan. All
1: right. Hey, Jordan and Jared. love the pod. Thank you both for providing fun, thoughtful, helpful content over these past few years. So here's the question. How do you keep momentum when you are when you first start seeing someone, but you're both traveling slash away from each other for a significant amount of time? Had a first date with a guy I met on a dating app. It went great. Date lasted like six hours. Conversation was flowing and super fun. Lots of chemistry. First date ended with us hooking up, which was also really fun, LOL. Then we also hung out. That's right. IRL
2: <laughs> summer, baby. There we go.
1: Then we also hung out the next night I initiated and we hooked up again. There was some amount of urgency, I guess, because I had to leave New York City the next day and I was traveling for the next two months for work and vacation. He's doing some tra- oh, some traveling as well. We ended the second night both saying that we wanted to hang out again and he'd see me when I get back. So I'm, in- I'm into him and would really like to see where this goes. I know two months isn't a long time in the span of things, but I've only met this guy twice and I'm worried that things could fizzle out during the time away since the relationship is very, very new. What, if anything, do I do to keep the momentum going? Do I throw a text in here and there slash wait for him to text me? Do I wait until I'm back in the city to say anything? Help a girl out. Thanks. Anxious travel gal. For context, I'm 26, guys 30, live in New York City. And for better or worse, I am definitely someone who plans everything in advance. LOL.
2: Yeah, this is a tough one because this is also a very specific situation. Like usually it's someone being like, you're traveling, I'm traveling. This is a two month break after two dates, two dates, Right. So I, I think her issue to me is the way she writes this email. It's more conceptual because I read this and she's like, how do I keep the momentum going? Um, I, and she says, I'm into him would really like to see where this goes. Like just because, and I think what the, the problem that we do with dating with 2021 dating is that we try to be old school and kind of ignore the new school. Like when she says I'm into him from two dates. Well, let's see how into him you are after two months of being virtual. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I think she's like, I'm into him. How do I get to the third date? Well, you have two months of doing a lot of other shit that you could not, you have to accept that you might not be into him because then this him never works. Then, <laughs> Yeah, you don't know him yet. So like, you're you, because at a certain point, you be, you're chasing a dragon. You know, you're chasing this third date just because you're like, I gotta get that third date because we had two good dates. Just because you had two good dates doesn't mean they're a good third date. Just because you had two good dates doesn't mean that you're gonna, like, if, if you're just set on, I have to get this third date, then you're fucked. Yeah. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally get where she's coming from in terms of the anxiety that comes with that because you know i get it i'm not saying she's wrong no i'm i i see what you're saying entirely and i think that like i can relate to her in that like i remember getting anxiety if i was going on a trip um early Mm -hmm. into dating anyone or like i was not going to be around for like what you know then because you get so excited and you get so hopeful and then you're like oh now i have to like think about this realistically instead of like Mm -hmm. romantically um and it's hard to separate the two if you're kind of like and then most of this anxiety comes from the idea that like if this doesn't work out you know like i'm screwed or like i'm not going to meet anyone else sure. and so that doesn't like you, you can't like focus on the moment but if you're going to be away for two months and you went on two dates that's like three times it's like think about it proportionally to the relationship is kind of the thing like if that'd be like me being away from mike for three years <laughs> yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're right i never thought of it that way you're totally right in which case i probably might be like maybe we should take a break or and then see how we feel (laughs) in three years see if we're like
2: you know yeah i'm going i'm going off for the army (laughs) i'll be back in three years um okay i think we should figure something out a plan yeah. Uh, or maybe a breakup. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it would, it totally depend You have to think about things in the context of like, what is the length of time that you're gone versus the, the time that you had two great States and like how inv- you shouldn't be that invested after two dates. So if you are just remember in the back of your head that you are probably overly mm-hmm. invested in this state for whatever reason and it's causing you anxiety, but like, and it's much easier said than done. But if you're still mm-hmm. dating this person, you probably won't even enjoy those two months that much.
2: I, I totally agree. And I think she has to like what you're saying is basically so you're basically your suggestion to her is like, you know, f- revisit this when it comes up. And re- for now, your friends, is that kind of what it I is. I would
1: say for now? Like, I would just think of it as like it's on like a mode where if you speak to if, and try to think of it, if you if you speak to him, it's great. But if you don't like it doesn't mean anything really in either way.
2: Mm. I mean, this is why I've been saying beware of vacations, holidays, birthdays, pandemics. Mm-hmm. Like I like all of these things give kind of a chance for other things to happen, for you to lo- for someone to lose interest, for someone to just kind of It's not personal. You know, it's not right. personal and I think that's the that's the biggest takeaway is you have to remember this isn't personal. You go when you write the date lasted like six hours. That's you making it personal. That's you saying, well, this was the best date ever and he must have felt that way because it was six hours long and it's like, yeah, you had a fun night. Right. Like, if we were to watch this in a movie, the the montage would be you two having a fun night, then you two having a second night, then you on vacation and most of the movie, just like you said, proportionally, would be the vacation. Right. You know, (laughs) and it would end with, it, it would end with you coming back with your luggage and going, wonder where that guy is. Right. How would you approach it? I would approach it as, first of all, I think she should always, she should text whenever she has something to say. If you had a six hour date, that was such a great time. Whatever comes up, I, I think like checking in how you've been, if you want to know how they're doing. I don't think creating a, you know, a calendar invite to remind you to get in touch with them is a healthy and worthwhile thing to do. Because that is now putting him on a schedule. Because you're working towards a goal. Towards you, you know when you use the word momentum, I kind of I fear that you're looking for the goal of a relationship. We got, how do I keep this going? It's like, um, I, I how do you keep things going with someone you barely know? Right. Like I, I don't know, you know, I. So I I think the phrase she should get used to, or if she with this guy is I'm game and just like I'm game I'm game because he might come I I think like for these two months he might text you see what's up what's up with you cool I'm game to get that text if you have something to say to him I'm game to send that text if he comes if you come back and you text him hey I'm back I'm game to get together like but I think it's also like you're in this position where if you slept with him or hooked up to get momentum going for when he's back then you're gonna you misjudged how to make that happen
1: right and i think only to, i think that's totally the right way to go about it i think only also only you know how speaking to someone without seeing them for two two months is gonna like how much you can handle that right yeah. or how much anxiety yeah, yeah, yeah. that's gonna cause you you know yourself so you have to think like for me I think it would, be, it would be like too, because I was so anxious, it would be it would take up too much of my time to be preoccupied with if I sent the text, when is he responding to the text? Or like, am I mm. not going to be able to enjoy my time during this two months because I'm thinking about this thing, this person that's not here. So I might just kind of like take, again, like be game to answer their text, but not text them until I came back and I could get a better sense in a more real world way of like, if it's actually working out or not.
2: I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think the way to do that is to say, if I, I think you have to like come to terms with, if this person is on my mind when I'm back, what do I want to happen? Because mm-hmm. that's really the question. She's saying, how do I keep momentum going? But for what? Like if you guys respond to each other's, you know, Instagram stories for two months, And then he's like, hey, come over whenever you're around or, hey, I'm out. Is that really what you want two months later? Or do you want to like see if the, you know, if the, this could be a thing still. Right. You know, it's like a decision between those two things. So it's like, you know, you know, with, with that, you know, you have to say like, okay, when, if I, if he, if he, that's kind of letting go that he has to happen. Right. You have to let go that he has to happen. I think that's totally. the biggest problem yeah. because because if you you got to get back with the perspective if I'm still thinking about him because he might not be. Maybe you meet someone on this vacation over the close course of 2 months. It's you know, this is the summer to do it. IRL summer. This is when you want to get out there. So, you know, if I'm still thinking about him, I will send that text, but I do want that date. I don't want meet up.
1: I think that's great. It's also making that about you, not about like how do i make sure that he feels the momentum too it's more like what do i want and what am i going to do to like get make that happen
2: uh, honestly it's more likely that you're if you're text like sending a text every day during the vacation be like what's up how you been good morning you're honestly going to be heading i think you're more likely to head towards hookup town than you are actual relationship town because then that puts a lot of pressure on like it makes you guys have to go on the greatest third date of all time as opposed to just getting back together.
1: Totally. As opposed to just like doing it in an organic fun way that doesn't feel like you've built up this virtual relationship.
2: It's like messaging with someone for three weeks before you meet, after you've met on the dating app, before you've gone on a first date. It's like, now it's like, well, now this first date matters. Yeah, It's like, you have to remember this third date matters as much as a third date would matter in you know if the two months didn't exist totally so i don't know it's hard though this is hard because this is like something that comes up where people are like how do i keep this going it's like well at what point do you become turned off by how they don't keep it going or at what point are you have you forgotten about them and lived your life in a way that you could forget about them
1: i agree and i would i mean i think the best bet is to say is to take all the pressure off of it for those two months and come back to it after Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows
2: let's uh do some awkward sex you ready let's do it uup at betches.com uup at betches.com keep spreading the word on the podcast people hi j and j thanks for always keeping us in check Got you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I wanted to share an awkward sex story of mine that I can't stop thinking about after I've heard a couple of the stories you've read in the pot. I always thought this guy was super hot in college, but he was hooking up with a friend of mine. So it was clear he never saw me, especially since he hit on me at a bar after college and didn't know who I was. OK, but that's a little serious. <laughs> Don't you what the? you? She's making herself into the ugly duckling. The wallflower. right wallflower. She's like, yeah. yeah. But he was hooking up with a friend of mine, so it was clear he never saw me. Especially since now he's hitting on me in a bar after college. Yeah, I didn't know who I was. I mean,
1: she's definitely put him on a uh, on a pedestal of sorts. Of like, I'm, you know, totally. I'm. She's all that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you took out the ponytail and <laughs> took off your glasses. So hot. Oh my god! <laughs> so hot. After this running at the bar, we went on a few dates, hooked up a few times, and one night he came over to cook dinner and drink wine. He made we made his recipe of a Thai-Mex noodle dish, which included a peanut sauce with curry, cilantro, jalapenos, and more. It's an aggressive. What do you think of a? Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, what date is this? One. I call yeah or no 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 they have uh, gone oh, on a few, few dates. dates okay and then, I mean curry yeah, is an aggressive early came. in the game date. I think. hey want to have my fart pasta
0: <laughs> seriously <laughs> okay.
2: we i mean thai and mexican noodle dish i mean but also i'd be interested to try it that, sounds pretty to good truth. but i yeah, don't know i yeah. want the fart pasta okay. i don't know if i would after opt for it dinner. on the first date but no but i'm you know I'm, I'm interested after we ate dinner we started hooking up and he began fingering me immediately the Fingering me will never not be jarring to me. I know that's not maybe It's just right. an
1: unsexy word. It sounds like you're like, it's very mechanical sounding.
2: It does sound very, we need to create a new term for fingering. What would we call it? Like
1: a finger massage. I don't
2: know. We got to get rid of finger. What do they? <laughs> yeah. Finger massage. Didn't help that at didn't all. Didn't help at all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're massaging someone's finger. Uh, how about um, the index it's like the pe- it's the
1: female hand job, uh,
2: the, also the fem job. He started fem jobbing me. What about that? That could work. We might not want to gender it. He started jobbing me. How about that? Maybe jabbing me. I don't think neutral, jabbing gender is better. Neutral. No, 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 jobbing me. Oh, you got you got a job. <laughs> got it. I got a job. Uh, no, no, the other thing. All right, okay. let's keep going. He started. He started hooking up and he began fingering me. Immediately, it felt like he was jamming whole jalapenos into my vagina. Oh, no. I cannot tell you how much it burned. I yelped and told him to stop. I knew exactly what had happened. The spice of the jalapenos was still lingering on his fingers from cooking cooking the meal. We panicked and didn't know what to do, so he went and got coconut oil and was fingering me with that. It's a full (laughs) meal. (laughs) He went from one fingering to another. Uh, That didn't... That did not help. So I got in the shower so I could wash myself off. That didn't help either. So he ran and got the peanut butter and said, his since his fingers were the problem, he started eating me out with the peanut butter while I'm like half hanging out of the shower in full panic mode that my whole womanhood was going to fall off. Oh, my this God. Is unbelievable. Eventually, it started to feel better, and we just laughed it off. It wasn't until a week or so later that I remembered something about this guy that my friend had told me when she was hooking up with him in college. He has a fetish with food in bed, Twizzlers, (laughs) mangoes. This had to be the reason he decided to eat me out with the peanut butter. Oh, my God. I couldn't look at him the same after. (laughs) Uh, I also wanted to point out that you guys had uh, read a couple stories along these lines about spicy fingers, and you were like, he didn't wash his hands? Well, he certainly did. But this stuff lingers. Jared, don't go pee after chopping jalapenos, even after you wash your hands. Thank you, emailer. I won't. Uh, my friends get a kick out of this story to this day six years later. Thanks for reading sincerely. Jalapeno Poppers, great name. Wow,
1: yeah. Do you think this guy almost did
2: this? On purpose, so that he could break out the peanut butter. That is an, an that is problematic, I would say. Like if you're getting to your kink via and, spicing up a vagina, right? Like I don't. I think, think it's definitely problematic. No, it's it's definitely if problematic. That's the I, case. I don't think. I want to believe in the good in people, and I want to believe that like this happened to be um, like hit, springing oil for his kink. Okay. he's like I have a, he's like oh no I'm so sorry like it starts at I'm sorry and then, it start, and then it goes to oh my god this is the best thing that ever happened to me but I I don't know like
1: yeah I'd like I to believe
2: that it was an accident I would like to believe it in an accident I guess the only part that would be hard for me to believe is an accident is him being like oh I'll just eat it out I can't use my fingers right like at that point why not use your other that hand that really makes it you know, seem like a kink that seems like yeah yeah that like, wouldn't be my first thought like, in any sexual <laughs> no i yeah or how about like use a towel with the peanut butter on the towel
1: yeah and the oil i don't know this is i mean if she's heard that that's his thing it's a little suspect it's it's a
2: little too convenient it's a lot suspect i i agree it's uh it's too convenient i I, it's just don't well hopefully he's not a monster that would be well we hope not i i mean has anything like this happened to you you ever have I'm not really sense. into. I, got food. It in my eyes. I don't
1: even like food like being eaten in my bed. So, mm. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm really fun. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's such a blast. Are those what a chips kink. in there? Uh, <laughs> my my, cl- my kink is no crumbs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Ooh jordana goes to the sex party they're like what are you into um a clean living space (laughs) yeah uh i've had the jalapeno get in my eye this has happened where i and i had washed my hands and it does linger yeah
1: oh no i've had like the jalapeno issue but not sexually i've also had lemon juice in my eye which really stinks
2: Ooh, brutal i i mean uh, do you have a name for this? We we have some name ideas for Maddie. I have... A- PB&P. Mm-hmm. you uh, go Spicy Shower, the Freaky Foodie, Jalapeno Pants. Those are all fun ones. I like those. Jordana, what do you got? Mine
1: is Finger Food, or Fingering Food.
2: <laughs> I like Fingering Food. Um, I I had... Uh, what did I have? It was... Um, um A Dog Day Afternoon, because he's licking the peanut butter. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. So... Uh, but I, I red flag or deal breaker. Like, I, I think it's a deal breaker for me because of the kink aspect. I
1: mean, the kink aspect would make me very suspect suspect of like his intentions. Mm-hmm. If someone if someone purposely like did that with the jalapenos, that would definitely be a deal breaker and perhaps a cause for greater alarm. Sure. Um, <laughs> if it was an accident, I'd be like, I'd st- I still don't think I would enjoy being eaten out with peanut butter after that very like painful experience or uncomfortable experience where was
2: the milk like milk should right
1: that's i've heard does it work for your vagina though or is that just for your mouth i don't
2: even know it's been a while since i put milk on my vagina (laughs) but i (laughs) or someone else's (laughs) but it's it's definitely a bizarre first move to be like I'll get it out with my tongue. We want to be safe. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, wouldn't he be worried about like the jalapenos like on getting onto his tongue via the peanut butter? He's going to take one for the team. If he can
2: lick out peanut butter from your (laughs) fridge. What if he's like, oh, man, I've always dreamt of this moment. This like, I I don't know. It's a little too. Yeah,
1: I think I'd be out unless like I really could sense that it wasn't about the sexual kink.
2: If I I guess but if someone, and, it from this side. If
1: someone came to me and they were like, I really like food in the bedroom and can I put peanut butter on your vagina? Mm. I think I would be okay. If I like them. Just put down a towel first. Yes. <laughs> 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 it's a crumbless food, you know. Well
2: If I found out that I was I got jalapeno in my urethra you know like in my dick and it was all some big game to get her to suck peanut butter off my dick like if, yeah if i found out that this girl's kink like i'm trying to sort of switch it around where a woman's kink is getting somehow getting peanut butter onto my dick and and to do that she made my dick spicy I would be like why didn't you just ask? <laughs> you like you know like I'd be <laughs>
1: That hurt. what hurts the most yeah. is that you couldn't yeah. you couldn't come to me.
2: Yeah, like I mean I I didn't have to have the the hot dick to get here, you know?
1: That's really funny. Mm. So But you would be fine listen, with it if it were brought to you ahead of time. Uh, it would
2: be a deal breaker if if you need to like do that, it's a deal breaker. Right, because that's
1: also the first time it would only escalate probably.
2: Yeah, we're going fluff nutters and jellies and jams.
1: You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today. a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
1: How to deal with being stereotyped by someone you're dating. j and J? I've been listening to the J Train podcast for about eight years and got into you up at the start of wow. 2021 after ending a long-term relationship. Eight years is a long time. That's almost. I've been
2: in this talking game for a while, as we're going to learn from my the, the trip down memory lane that we take later in this episode. Exactly. I'm an old man. Thank- my girlfriend, I don't even recognize her name when she emails <laughs>
1: That's how old you are. (laughs) Who? uh, (laughs) Who is this? (laughs) Thank you both for all the advice and laughs. I've told a bitch and tagged a bitch or batch whenever I can. I've been seeing a guy for over a month now that I met on Hinge. He's 35 and I'm 28. He's really into climbing, mountain biking, kayaking, et cetera. And he likes to spend time outdoors. I did a lot of these kinds of things when I was growing up as I had a super active aunt who always made sure me and my cousins were playing outside and doing exciting things. I'm an only child since then, as my cousins have grown up and moved away, I haven't done these things in a while. Appearance wise, I am a super girly girl. I've always been in positions where I was expected to look a certain way for my job, dress stylishly and professionally, hair done perfectly, makeup done perfectly, wearing heels, et cetera. Now that I'm semi-newly single and dating, that's an interesting term, um, I bring that same kind of polished look with me when I go on dates. While it gets me a lot of attention physically, both on dates and in the work world, unfortunately, it also leads to people leads people to stereotype me and not take me seriously, especially because I am so young. As a result, this guy has put me in this box as a girly girl who wears stylish clothes and doesn't want to mess up her hair or makeup and not a girl who wants to go on these adventures with him. When I told him I want to do these things with him, he seriously looked me up and down and said, look at you. You don't want to do these things. He even commented on how I wore white tennis shoes to his place one day and how that's a sign I can't be into the outdoors or these or these activities. We were having a movie night, not even going outside. I told him I feel unfairly stereotyped based on how I look, and he said he's open to trying these things with me, but it's still hard to feel like I I need to show up covered in mud next time I see him, for him to stop thinking I'm just a a blonde who wears crop tops and white tennis shoes who wants to drink mimosas on a patio all day instead of going on an adventure. Part of me says, fuck it, I'm more than just the way I look, and if someone can't see that, then they are short-sighted, but it's still so frustrating, since I deal with this in almost every area of my life. Even in the work world, I get typed as the pretty young blonde girl who can't be smart or accomplished or know what she's talking about. <laughs> Luxury lounge problems. Am I right, LOL?
2: <laughs> I'm
1: glad she said something.
2: I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm just too pretty to be taken seriously. <laughs> it's just getting really old. Any advice but help. It's like a guy being like, I just make too much money to be taken seriously. It's just so hard with these beautiful boobs and this hot ass and... <laughs> All this money and good paying job. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> we love luxury problems here. So don't worry. M- More <laughs> than just a blonde bitch. So what do we think? Um I don't know. I this have is a, a I to th- me this is guy this guy's um he's he's um gaslighting her. But like I think he doesn't want to do these things with her. Like he's like, he's saying that so like, that doesn't have to. Honestly, he's spe- she has made him out to sound like a guy from a nineties rom com. Like I don't even know what type of person this is. For him to look at her and go, "You want to go hiking?" Like she's not asking to go, you know, play tackle football with his friends, camping or something. Like, yeah yeah she's like i want to go let's do that she's looking to get to know him on a different level and to me this you know like i she's looking at it through the prism of i'm never taken seriously because i'm a blonde but like that doesn't really make sense to me don't most people i would assume you want to share interest with someone you really care about and if i'm looking at it from that perspective like The idea that you wore white tennis Look at you! You don't want these. You don't want these things. Like you don't want this life. This life of canoeing and living out, sleeping outside. He makes it sound like it's like he's going to. You know, he's hanging out in the prison yard. Is that like Like, his way out? Fucking, I think it's his way out. I think that's his way of not having to like do these things with her. Like, especially when she says, "I'm in semi." You you even notice semi newly single? Like, I don't even know what that means. Like. Are you So you're casually seeing this guy. This guy, to me, is trying to keep it casual.
1: I think that's true. Otherwise, he would find it like kind of endearing and be excited to kind of like do something that you. if I was if, if someone I was dating was like down to do something that even I even if they weren't even like particularly interested, but they were down to do something I like to do, I'd be like excited about it.
2: Yeah, you don't want this world of (laughs) s'mores and camping and sleeping under the stars. You can't handle this, white tennis shoe girl! Like, I understand the idea of being stereotyped and, like, how annoying that is. Like, I I wouldn't want to... I just think that this is all kind of a big device to keep you at arm's length. Like, you going camping with him is a very familial get-to-know-you moment. You hanging out and watching a movie and fucking... You know that's casual. That's an easier thing to kind of get out of, in my opinion.
1: Right, I could agree with that. What do you think about? I mean, like she also makes this like a a problem of the world that I get. It is a even problem in the, of the work world. world I, get that. I get. I get typed as the pretty young blonde girl who can't be smarter or accomplished. Like, I don't know if that. I mean, is true.
2: It depends on. I I think it depends on what field you're in. If it's a male dominated field. I would assume that this is something like I would I would believe them. I would say yes, you know you're dealing with men who are going by old ways and old standards and societal norms that they've fit, bitten into. <laughs> so I can understand that she feels this places and like listen, I don't know what life is like as a blonde woman. I have no idea, but I I can say that her feelings are her own and she's allowed to have them. But what I will say is sometimes these looking at the world through society's view lets people off the hook in the way that this guy's getting off the hook right you know we go you know like when you try to like teach the world you know you end up forgetting about yourself and to me her problem is bigger it's like I'm dating this guy who doesn't want to hang out with me right Like she's trying to come to him and like I don't what
1: I also don't believe like the stereotype of her not being like into all this shit is like so untrue for her. She's like, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to go biking and mountain climbing and kayaking. Sure. And that was what, 15, <laughs> 20 years ago? Like she's like, and I'm of not, course. I'm actually like a huge kayaker. It's like there, there is a truth. There is. I think it's okay to say there is a, yes. a, a, an element of truth to the stereotype. If we're talking about the world at large, like you're not doing that regularly regularly you're regularly looking pretty polished and there's nothing wrong with that either.
2: I yeah, I think owning it instead of going why does the world feel this way? It's like the world's going to feel it, you know, we say it all the time on this podcast. When it rains, you got to wear bring an umbrella sometimes. Like you're not going to change the way people look at you, but also you can be aware and you can remove yourself from those people like to me, you know, oh, look at the like to me like if someone looks at me and goes and and makes me feel less than I go, "Okay, you're out of my life." Right. You're you know? not buying like, what I,
1: I'm selling then clearly. Like the person who you're supposed to be with is going to like that part of you.
2: Yeah, and it's like and yeah, maybe like to me, if people at work do this, I'm like, use it to my advantage. Oh, you don't think I can do something? I get to go home early. Goodbye. You know, like I I don't know, like there, right. <laughs> there's like it's it's almost like, you know, sometimes like shitty things can open up pathways for you and that's you know that can sound bad to people i can understand where they're like well i shouldn't have to deal with anything shitty well you know life fucking sucks so um you know like i'm not saying she should change anything about her but like be aware of these people aren't the people that you really like should care about or trust or try to lean on at work or try to like look to you know like they're not the ones that you're gonna go to right i don't know i just personally
1: wouldn't be that offended if i like wore a dress and heels every day and someone was surprised that i wasn't like an avid um mountain biker
2: sure i'd be like you oh think she's you taking like making a bigger thing i
1: think it's, yeah i think it's kind of like be a little self-aware of course people don't think that like of course people like yeah. <laughs> but like if you if that's if it's <laughs> if, if if uh conveying that you are into that is very important to you then like i think you could find a way to incorporate that into your life more
2: well well it's also like the difference between like showing and saying right like, Hey, I'd love to go. Like, like, well, that's what I mean, though. Like, when you, I, I agree with you. Like, okay, fine. You wear heels and you look good. Like, good for you. And then your guy you're dating is like, you don't want to go. You go. No, I actually do. Right. Like, if your first, your first move should be, I get why you think that, but I would love to go. It shouldn't be you and all the other <laughs> men in the world just thinking badly about a blonde woman. It's like, I don't know. I give someone a chance to disappointment before yeah. I judge them to be a disappointment. I
1: agree. And I think that attitude is very important. Cause I mean, this, you could say this is true, but any other stereotype that anyone can, could find about anyone else, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, um, if someone assumed like, like, like you said, like just say that you're not like that. And then you can, you can judge them or gauge them based on the reaction. If this guy's like, well, you're never gonna, I like that would never happen with you. Like, like you said, there's probably something else behind the reason he's saying that, that he's not actually excited about that.
2: I mean, the idea that you're like, I would love to go h- uh, hiking with you. And he goes, well, you better show up muddy next time. What? I'd be like, what? What do you? I- That's the point where I would end the comment. Go, wait a minute. Do you just not want to go with me? Like, I don't understand. I just told you I'd love to share something with you. It's fine if you don't want to go with me. But like, don't tell me I'm going to go roll around in mud for you right now. And that feels pretty pathetic. Right. So is that really what you want me to do? Like, I don't even get it you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is sort of an excuse to keep it in that like hookup zone where he's maybe put you in his mind as someone that he's not going to date. Totally. Let's
2: uh, you ready to play some games? Yeah, we'll be right back
1: with Ashley Bisman, Jared's college ex-girlfriend and author of (laughs) Chasing Butterflies. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. They have inclusive sizing up to five X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about, and you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to seventy-five percent off. Newly is a great value at ninety-eight dollars a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get twenty dollars off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP twenty. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two Us and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two Us with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
2: Okay, hello and welcome back to the Up Podcast. We're gonna play some games and we have a very special guest today. Um She is the author of a new book that I believe is on Amazon 622. So the book is out today. She's the author of Chasing Butterflies. It's out today. We want you all to go buy it. It's a fantastic read. It's so great. And she's also my college ex-girlfriend, Ashley Bisman. Thank you for coming on.
3: My pleasure. It's always so fun seeing an ex and and talking about dating.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So, Ashley, I was so
1: excited to have you on, like someone from Jared's past to talk about. Um, I feel like you've talked about college dating, but it's from your perspective. So I would love to hear what it was like to date Jared in what, what year was this?
3: We started dating Jared. What was it? I Oh, my I gosh.
2: Junior year.
3: D- junior year of college. So like 2005.
2: Yeah. Wow. That sounds okay. like a hundred years ago right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And I believe I was his first like very serious girlfriend. So for I, sure. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, OK,
1: so you met in 2000. Give me like I want the whole story. Let's hear. It. I
2: didn't think that I would feel embarrassed about this until now. Like, I, I, I thought this was a good idea until right now. My blood is rushing over me. I'm so embarrassed because I I'll let the listeners know like Ashley reached out and I get an email from and it's weird you know being we were talking about this before we started but like I'm 30 you, you get to 36 and you get an email from a name that you're like I don't recognize this name from anything and it's like hi Jared it's your ex and I'm like and like your heart started like what happened <laughs> what's going on what happened what did I do wrong you know like and it was from from you Ashley so I, I was like Oh, okay. And then you said you wrote this great book and now I'm having this second thoughts on hearing about myself from college. Which were, you, is very <laughs> were you
1: afraid it was going to be like an email from an ex being like, and
2: you are the father. I, I don't was, know. So I
3: was <laughs> say that. I was going to say, by the way, you have a 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, don't even say that. Don't I, I'm like, uh, I'm like, and I want to uh, introduce you.
3: <laughs> no kid. No kid.
2: I promise. Uh, <laughs> Just your own now.
3: Just my own with my husband, all created yeah. post-Jared Freed not to work. That's right. Yeah. Okay,
2: good to know. Okay, as, <laughs> l- as long as we got that out of the way. So, yeah, okay, now go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. I wanted to make sure that I told everyone how nervous I am right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Jordana asked how it started. Um, yes. Jared, do you
2: remember? I don't even remember. I just remember something, I mean this all lands in the fraternity sorority world of Penn state and having like mutual friends. And, you know, I think the way I approach women in college is like kind of like in the way that like telephone game is played, like telling a friend who tells a friend that you think she's cute and, like the the least confident way possible. I think that's my my go to would it be
1: I feel like that's it's funny because I feel like men don't remember any of the details. Never. And like <laughs> you probably know the exact moment that you like that you met him or heard of him or like Oh yeah. I'd and like to part- hear your
2: version. Yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe I'm gra- stupid. I don't know.
3: The greatest part <laughs> is that I feel like Jared was at first like way more into it than I was. We sure. met, we were at the fraternity and um I think we like hooked up that night if I hook up I mean kiss by the way (laughs) and um a few nights later we were talking at still like casually hooking up and Jared was like oh I'm studying abroad in a few months I'm going to Florence and I was like fuck and I go oh I am too and and I was like yeah maybe I'll see you around there and Jared was like so insulted he goes what like maybe I'll see you around (laughs) you know
2: (laughs) yeah and yeah now this is all coming back to me
3: yeah and that's how it started
2: yeah and then we were abroad in florence together and we're together and you were like you were like a fish like official
3: oh yeah we're, yeah okay yeah
1: jared's like i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> who yeah what's your <laughs> okay so you date abroad and then you come back to penn state and you're still dating
3: yeah our senior yeah. year dated yeah
1: Okay. And then how did it end? Who hurt who? I need.
3: (laughs) Jared totally, totally hurt me. Oh, stop it. (laughs) This
1: is what the audience wants to hear. Um
3: (laughs) You know, I think it's every guy. This is how every breakup goes. I feel like the guy is just not ready, doesn't want to settle down, but he is too, what is it? Like he he doesn't want to break up with you and hurt your feelings. So he just like acts really mean until you break up with him.
2: there's an element of that yeah the uh (laughs) the get so weird that you get called out on why are you being weird so it doesn't come out of nowhere and yeah there's well it
1: sounds like you did the bait and switch where it's like you weren't even that into him at first
2: and (laughs) then like he got you
1: and then you're like oh actually now that i know that i have it i don't know if i want it (laughs)
2: Well, it was also like that post college thing. I remember being like having no clue. I mean, at that time, I was like taking tests to become, you know, to sell life insurance and annuities and stuff. And like heading down a road that I was like, I think like, you know, everyone at 22 is doing a job that they think they should be doing. And then you were like, is this the rest of my life? And, you know, things aren't that solidified yet even though you want them to be. Like you just want to go to the you know the thirteenth grade, you know? And right. you don't so this have This is your that.
1: quarter life crisis breakup. Totally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Ashley's like, so, yeah, it had to it, have been.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like how how was Jared as a boyfriend though? Was he like a little bit of like a D bag or was he like a nice <laughs> sweet uh,
3: Jared person? was the best boyfriend in Aww. His-
2: I, college, I'll get you your my I'll Venmo you after.
3: Yes. Yeah, yes, please. Thank <laughs> you. And um, yeah, no, you know what? In college, like Jared, I feel like is the same way now that he was in college. I, life of the party, ton of energy. So, you know, being his girlfriend, that was awesome because, you know, it went to his house, did the frat parties and, um, you know. It was it, fun. Yeah, leader of the tailgates.
2: The tailgate czar. Uh, I don't want to correct <laughs> you, but yeah, the czar.
3: <laughs> tailgate. Yeah. i believe he wore overalls to the tailgates with like no shirt underneath um oh, wow. okay. and an elvis helmet super hot
2: very hot yeah the, the elvis wig which i was it was like rubber so i would it, we would i would drink from it once a tailgate and my good friend it would be me drinking from the hair which again so hot so you know i'm sure ashley's thanking God right now that she's married with kids to someone else and living a better life. But I, I, and then my buddy would be in a bear suit. So just oh like a guy in Elvis. Yes.
0: <laughs> and so so I'd be in the
2: Elvis wig with overalls and my buddy in a bear suit. And we'd get there at like 6am to tailgates. But that, yeah, that's kind of, I do the same thing now every Saturday. It's a lot sadder, but. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so Ashley, do you feel like you're over this relationship? <laughs>
3: I mean, it was a tough one to get over, but like 15 years later, I can finally say I'm I'm there.
1: This is the closure that you needed this conversation, right? So much closure.
2: So (laughs) so you then move on, you know, pick up the pieces, so to speak, from me. I, I, you know, so, and, but then you start dating around New York and that kind of becomes the premise of this book. I mean, you wrote a book about, about dating in New York. And I'm like, there is a moment where I go, I don't think I would have made it into this book. You, you, right. I, I, I mean, I'm not. The, well, ma-
3: look, I, I will not confirm nor deny. <laughs> because I do want people to get out and read this thing. So you never know who can make a cameo in it. That's uh, right. But- and everyone
2: should go buy it on Amazon right now. Chasing <laughs> butterflies. It's called chasing butterflies. We're going to have links to it in the bio for this episode. And I'll put it on my social media as well. So it's called Chasing Butterflies. It's on Amazon. You can get it right now. Great summer reading. Ashley, give us the give us the 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 byline. What what's this book about?
3: Yeah, so the book is a memoir. Uh, It takes place in Manhattan when I was living there in my twenties, post breakup with Jared Fried, and you know (laughs) I'm just dating all around. And it's so much of what you guys talk about. Um, you know, just like the weird. You know the weird dating encounters, the awkward breakups, um, and I went home. I went home one day and I just started writing about it because I was like, "This is so ridiculous," and so many people don't talk about what goes on in, in the dating scene in Manhattan. And it's, I think, it's even bigger and greater in New York just because of the nightlife with the bars and the clubs, and there's so much going on. Uh, and, all,
2: and also totally. the numbers, the numbers game. There's so many people that are looking to date. Like you're not in a one farm schoolhouse town, you know?
3: Right. Yeah. There's just so many people, so many options, um, which I write about a lot in the book. Lots of different types of guys. Um, and I was doing all of this uh, in the shadow of the Freedom Tower where unfortunately uh, I lost my dad on 9-11. So the book is definitely a fun and flirty lit, but then it's mixed in with this kind of dark, deep, Um, you know, emotional stuff because I was dating in the city where I lost my dad. So it's definitely like a dark sense of humor um, mixed in with that, that chick lit vibe. So it's different.
1: I think our audience is going to, that sounds like right up their alley. You guys definitely check it out. I want to see if Jared makes the, the, uh, (laughs) the cameo or the lessons learned, but what I would say, what, what did you learn both of you from dating each other? Do you have any sort of like came out of that really because we do say like even a failed relationship you do get like some sort of knowledge
3: what did we learn uh, are we talking about I, in the bedroom or out of the bedroom out of the
1: bedroom <laughs> I mean, in the bedroom too either one whatever yeah. was the most profound
3: Um <laughs> uh, but i'll keep it i'll keep it pg Okay. I, what did I learn? I think I learned from it that I wish I just had more fun and I didn't overthink things as much as I did. I think when you're in your twenties, you're always like, you know, what's the plan? Where are we going? You know, do you see yourself with me. And I wish I just let myself be a 20 year old and, and really just lived it up and, and enjoyed myself. Um, so I'd say, yeah, with Jared, I wish that, like, I let that anxiety go and just had fun and and embrace the fact that we were young and, you know, just living life.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely have. I would. That's definitely what it is because you're like, I think you take yourself... You, when you get out of college, you're like, now I'm an adult. It's over, you know, like, and it's like so not over, you know, it's so not just move, you know, put on the tie and go to work. It's not like that, especially when you move to a fun city like New York. And especially like considering the book you wrote, like you had other lives, you know, post us being together and all that stuff. And like now looking back, like we both laugh at it. And like, it seems like it was a hundred years ago. Yeah. And it's like kind of wild. And it's like, also I learned that my mom will never forget one woman I've ever dated for the rest of my life. Uh My mom is still... How's little? She calls you little Ashley for some reason, <laughs> <Little> and <Ashley. laughs> so she little goes. Ashley. Oh, so yeah, so, uh, for some reason she's always called you little Ashley. So how's little Ashley? I go. I don't know. I haven't spoken to her in twelve years. So um, and, <laughs> well, now you can send her this we'll get episode, get to, and yeah, she'll, I'll get, I'll the <laughs> she'll
3: get the full
1: update.
2: Exactly.
3: Kim and I loved each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a love affair.
1: Well, my yeah. last question about that is like, I mean, I'm sure you're not really in the like dating podcast world anymore. It sounds like you're married with two kids, but. Is it weird to have like some to like have an ex who does run a dating podcast and you're kind of like, I had the first ten?
3: I don't know where to start with this question, because, you know, even if you're so over your ex, you don't want a daily reminder of them. You know, you just don't. (laughs) So I like it. Jared is great, but, you know, I don't need him like in my face all day, every day. So all of a sudden a couple of years ago people started saying to me, "Oh, you got to listen to this guy, like Jared Fried, he's just so funny. He's so funny." And I'd be like, I used to date I used to date him and it still happens to me like now people just That's hilarious. Got to listen to him and I'm like, "Jared, just like get out of my life.
2: Go <laughs> away." Yeah.
0: <laughs> like leave me alone.
2: Yeah. I think of that but I think of that with anyone I've dated. Like I always think I'm like like I always envision what they're saying about me, like, like making fun of me, even talking about dating on a podcast, like, Oh yeah, that idiot. Like (laughs) what the (laughs) fuck does he know? Like I always envision that.
3: Yeah. Well, and it is funny too, because I know such different sides of Jared because he has the funny side, but I also know like your family life and you know, a more serious side. Yeah. So I like, I'll listen to the, to the podcast and, it's so funny and silly, but then I'm like, that's only one little piece of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's more in there. <laughs> he's he's
1: that's, like an onion. There's a lot of layers. Right. Yeah. That's I'm why they have
2: him. to subscribe to the paid version where we're giving out more of the layers. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but I, I, I do want to ask about the the book, like your overall take, you, you know, like if there's someone dealing with um we get this email a lot and I think a lot of people will be helped by reading your book and dealing with grief and dating. What would you say to someone who's dealing, you know, again, like your, your story is your own and, and and it might be different from someone else's. Like someone else might be out there and like, they lost a parent to cancer or something like that. And they're like, how do I date doing this? Do you have any thoughts on that? Like what, you know, the best things were for you or, and how to like, also like, reveal that information like I knew that about you and your family and like a lot of people were like how do I go on a date and tell people about these things how do I reveal these things like what would you be your best advice for for people in that position
3: totally I think that's a huge theme to take away from the book um you know one of the opening scenes I'm you know in bed with someone and he's in a great apartment downtown Manhattan and it overlooks the freedom tower. And I'm like, well, this is odd because I feel like my dad is almost watching over me and I'm in this very, you know, (laughs) I'm in this very unconventional position right now. Um, But I think there's a lot of takeaways. Um, You know, when you lose a parent, you definitely, it affects your relationship so much, whether you realize it or not. Um, And I think it makes you realize the kind of person you need in your life because you need to find someone who can fulfill you, you know, in all aspects. Like it's not just physical, it's not just mental, but there really is an emotional component to dating. Like um, I don't want to give away too much with the book, but I've dated people who've lost their parents as well. And it definitely makes the connection deeper. Um, they understand in a way that no one else will. Um, so I think you almost have to just embrace embrace the loss. If, if that makes any sense, you know, just like find out what about that made you stronger and go into your relationships better. Um, opposed to just like, you know, kind of being an introvert and, and not, and not opening up because you're scared to lose someone again.
2: Absolutely. I, 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 it's got definitely going to be helpful for people to read, like, especially like a, a funny look at something that's not so funny to everybody i, I that's kind of what we try to do here with this podcast where we're like hey like you know dating is hard but like let's talk about it in a fun and light way and i think people are going to get that out of this book go 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 amazon it's out right now it's called chasing butterflies it's all over my social media we'll have it up uh you know in the bio and all that stuff uh you want to play some games you ready yeah let's do it Are you
3: going to wear the Elvis helmet while we do I'm it? I'm putting
2: on the Elvis helmet. We're going to get, i going to start drinking beer for my hair.
0: <laughs> Overall, uh, like games?
2: Overalls. Yeah. Um, red flag deal breaker. You know the game. So uh, this thing happens. Is it a red flag? You see it, but let it go. Is it a deal breaker? You end things sight on scene. Okay. I'll do the first one. You guys ready? I'm ready. Sending this on behalf of my best friend who finally met a seemingly great guy after a bunch of losers. (laughs) What a fun, positive friend. Uh, He's he's the CEO of a company, and obviously she Googled it, and it's a huge supplements, multi-level marketing company. Think Herbalife, but not that one. I don't want to give too many identifying details, but suffice it to say, it was definitely deemed an unethical company not long ago, and he's been at the company forever. What do you think? Red flag or deal breaker?
1: I love this one. This is a good. It's a good one. It's like Tony Soprano.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs>
3: this is hard. Unethical company. I'm like anything else. Any other tidbits? Just that's it.
2: That's it. Uh, unethical companies, but like it's again, like an MLM the-
1: kind of situation. It sounds
3: like
2: and he and he's the CEO, ladies. Remember, yes. you know.
3: I gotta say red flag. I mean there's no way around it,
1: right? So red flag better than a deal break. You're still in. You're just oh. like
3: Oh no. Misunderstood the game. Out okay.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. You're out.
3: <laughs> run away. Yeah. Doesn't sound You're out? I mean it's just no good. I, I don't because you know, the where someone works and what they do, it it speaks on behalf of who they are, right? So if he's the CEO
2: i don't think it could work i okay i okay. I, I i mean i'm i'm th- like i i kind of believe like isn't every company unethical at some point like isn't there i i'm trying to think like if they're if they're don't allowed want to know to what ex- goes
1: on beyond behind the scenes at betches
2: yeah betches they're, <laughs> just, <laughs> they're doing some yeah, crazy shit right i don't know uh it's I don't know it, to me if they're like not because it, it, it's not against the law what they're doing. It's not like this guy like, you know, Tony Soprano is different because it's like I heard he kills people. Right. You know, <laughs> Herbalife is different because like like I, I mean, I would assume that there's some people that think Spanx is unethical. No, <laughs> That's
1: true.
3: Well, that's like, would, right. I wanted more on uh, the unethical part. Yeah. Like so it's not illegal. It's just right mlms are not
1: illegal right they're basically just like most of the people who do them don't who like work for them don't really make any money and they like think they will but like Mm. it's not really
2: illegal i mean is it more or less legal than working for like marlboro that's that's what i'm saying like yeah like some people would say like working at an alcohol cigarette company like you know some people would say like slippery slope slippery uh, amazon you know, Jeff Bezos runs an unethical I would date company. Jeff Bezos. Based- that, that's what I'm saying. Like You're Jeff right. Bezos pays, you know, <laughs> those people
3: <laughs>
2: Right? <laughs> I would date Jeff Bezos. I, I mean, I'm just, I, I the, to me, it's a red flag. I, it's okay. I'm taking, uh, this is a message to Whitney Wolf of Bumble. That's an unethical company to me. Like. They're She's all, a billionaire. Any, any company that gets beyond a certain um like level,
1: I think, has to be a little bit. Une- you don't get to the top really by being like the most pure
2: person ever.
3: I and agree, it's a red flag. Far. Yeah.
2: All right, let's do let's do all another right. one, Jordano. Take it. Hey J
1: and J, thanks for keeping me sane over the past year. Love the podcast and Sunday specials. Red flag or deal breaker? The guy doesn't suggest a place for the first date date. Some context. I've gone on multiple dates recently, all with guys I've met on Hinge, and none of them have suggested a place for the date. They'll say, let's do drinks. Are you free X days? And they will sometimes suggest a time, but leave the place picking to me. I personally don't mind this as it makes me less nervous on a first date if I know and like the place we're going. Some of my friends think this is just guys being lazy and not wanting to make a decision. Does this show a lack of interest on their end, or is it a nice gesture? I would love to know your thoughts. Ashley,
2: any thoughts?
3: Yeah. I feel like I'd give the guy the benefit of the doubt because I think a lot, a lot of the times the guy gets nervous. He doesn't want to, you know, he's scared to pick something too casual, too fancy, you know, too far from the girl's place. I think too close to his own. Yeah. Too close to his own. So I think maybe it's just them feeling out the situation. And as long as you know, they're quick to make a date and get it going, then I don't see any harm in the girl choosing the place.
2: I Jordana, you have any thoughts? I agree. I
1: think I, I totally agree if that happens like a few times with someone, it's fine. But if you want if you want them to pick the date, I think you can say like, why don't you pick this one? Or like after like a few dates, you could say, like, I'd love for you to pick this one and then if they're like totally against it, I think that would be like very weird. But Agreed. um if they're not taking initiative and you you can suggest it. it'd it be fine.
3: I like after the first date when the guy starts, you know, throwing out restaurant ideas because you want to know that they're a planner and they have, you know, fun things ahead for you. Um, so yeah, I, I like when the guy goes forward and makes a lot of plans.
2: That That's the thing. Like I can understand liking it. You know what I mean? Like to say it's red flag or deal breaker, like s- to some people it might matter zero. Like this is like telling people like, It sounds like it annoys this person writing in. Like to me, like if it annoys you, don't go out with them. Like I recently wrote to someone, hey. And that was my opening (laughs) line on an app once. Okay. I wrote, hey. And their first response was, I thought you'd have a better line than that. (sighs) But I guess I'll deal with you and see if you can do better from here. It was like something like that. And I was like, unmatch. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. done and it was like i i was like i'm not and to some people that's flirty and some guys might be like ooh, she's sassy to me i'm like ugh, get the fuck out of here so like i think this person has the right to be like this doesn't get my juices flowing to like pick a place but is it a deal breaker for everyone no i think there's also a way to like get out of this if i were her They'll say, let's do drinks. Are you free X days? Then we'll uh, sometimes suggest a time. And then you say, "You give the time. You say, yeah, that sounds good. Let me know where. And now right. it's like the balls in their court. And if they can't do that, then again, that's like another sign that they're not for you.
3: Right. Or and then it would be weird if it had like, then all of a sudden there's a weird back and forth. Like, oh, well. You know what kind of food do you like? Where do you like to go for drinks? Which and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's been days of trying to figure this out. Let's just meet and see if we like each other.
2: Sure. And or, <laughs> or the, this person's a pain in the ass, and I can't really even <laughs> deal with this person anymore. Sure. <laughs> let's let's do one more. Are you ready? J and J love you both. Backstory: been very casually hooking up with this guy. Very much just sex and nothing more. I received the most insane version of a U up text sent via Snapchat was this exact photo. It's basically it's a
1: it's I guess it's a Snapchat filter that makes you Shrek. It makes you look like Shrek. (laughs) And then the caption (laughs) is should we have sex TN question mark.
3: Oh my gosh. I gotta see
1: this. Um we'll put and we'll put it on the um on the pod on the podcast Instagram story.
2: It's one of those like you put your eyes into Shrek. I just sent it to you, Ashley, so you could see it. It it is Scary, but and it has a, their lips, but it oh, is funny. I
3: kind of like it.
2: Actually, I, I'm into I, I'm it. In,
3: I'm into it too. He has a <laughs> sense of humor. I like right? it. I
1: prefer this to like someone sending a picture of like their penis with that on it. Like that would be a lot bigger of a turn off <laughs> to me.
3: Agree. And that requires like thought and creativity. So like an A for effort. I
1: totally.
2: also like how the tone of the message matches the frankness of the Shrek. So Shrek has his hand out just, and the eyes, this guy did a full performance. It is a full, the eyes match the tone. It says, should we have sex, TN? Like he didn't even write tonight. So it's like, should we have sex tonight? And it's just Shrek being like, hmm? So it makes, I, I think it's a full art piece. Ashley,
1: I have a question. If If Snapchat existed while you and Jared were in college, <laughs> can you see him sending a Snapchat like this to you?
3: A hundred percent. And, I, and I, I probably would have been over there in less than five minutes. So it would have worked. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what a fantastic ending to this episode. Ashley, thank you so much for going on. This was so great.
3: Thanks for having
2: me. Of course. Everyone needs to check out Ashley Bisman's book. Okay. It's called Chasing Butterflies. It's out right now. Go get it. This is a summer read. This is beach reads. This is love in new york city sex in the city this is what it's all about this is something light and fun that everyone's going to love it's called chasing butterflies go 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 it'll be on my social media be on the U up and all that stuff
3: and a a portion of proceeds go to tuesday's children charity which is really amazing oh
1: that's amazing i love that
2: love it okay so a good cause a good book great for everybody involved so get involved ashley thank you so much this is fantastic
3: thanks guys thank you we'll see you next week bye you Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole
0: Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at UUPPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup@betches.com. at betches.com. batches